Hello and welcome to the Smokers Lounge podcast by Black Sheep Weekly Inc., where we look on at the herd from afar. In today's podcast, I had the pleasure of having an in-depth conversation with Matthew Huang, a fellow columnist for BS Wink and a regular on the show. We had a very interesting discussion on growing up as young students and on the philosophy of stoicism and essentially life in general. We hope you guys enjoy what we had to say, and if you did, do give Smokers Lounge a follow wherever you're listening. Also be sure to follow our Instagram page at Black Sheep Weekly Inc., that's with a K, or our Facebook page at BSW Media Inc. Above all, join our mailing list at bswink.com or give us a visit every few days as we keep uploading new content weekly. Much love, and now for our Smokers Lounge interview with our special guest, Matthew. Hello and welcome once again to Smokers Lounge podcast, episode number six. Today, I'm really, really lucky to introduce uh, uh, one of our columnists, one of our writers for BS Wink. You guys may have seen him on the website already with two articles on Brexit. This is Matthew Huang. Matthew, how are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. How, how are you feeling? I mean, this is like your first time. We, we've been trying to get you on, on pretty like a lot recently, but it's been <laughs> a, lot, a lot of stuff going on, I think, in our lives to, yeah. to organize this. But yeah, how, how are you feeling? I mean, to be honest, I'm feeling a little bit nervous, but I'm sure we'll go for it. It'll be good. <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, I think it's important maybe to maybe present yourself a little bit. So, you know, what's the first thing you'd like people to know about you? Well, I'm from London. I've always lived in London. Uh, I'm still in London now. I go to UCL. Uh, 20 years old. Um, I'm a British-born Chinese. My parents are from Shanghai. Um, I love sport. I guess that's one of the things I always talk about. Uh, I've always played rugby in secondary school. And uh, now I'm currently playing ice hockey uh, with UCL Yetis. Ice hockey, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty niche sport, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> How 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 much of a change was that from going from rugby to ice hockey? That must have been pretty a massive change. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot of technicalities to the sport that you wouldn't normally think about. So you got to learn how to skate really well. Um, there's puck work involved with the stick, and uh, all around this, it's a pretty difficult sport. Uh, sport, but I really enjoy playing it. When it when it comes to uh, sports, do you think that they, that it plays a big role in your life? Definitely. Um, I've. I haven't always been sporty from a young age, but since I hit secondary school, um, rugby was my top priority. Uh, I didn't do that well academically uh, in comparison to my classmates. So sport was always something that I relied on to, you know, keep me going. <laughs> so so now you go to UCL, University College London. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that right? Yeah. What are, what are you studying there at the moment? I'm studying geography. Oh, so just like your friend Alex Jacobson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you live with him now in London, right? Alex is my flatmate. That's correct. That's awesome. How long have you known Alex for? Uh, a little over two years. Um, yeah, since the start of uni, I met him on the first day. Nice. Yeah, he's always he's always told me he's always told me that story. Um, I was always pretty jealous that he didn't didn't want to go flirting with me in the second my second year because because <laughs> you stole him from me. So sorry. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a really nice flight. I really like it. It's quite close as well, so Jeez, it's always man. quite easy to to hang out. Um, what let's talk about Alex quickly. You know, what 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 do people need to know about him that they don't know about him from, you know, listening to him talk and you know, the articles? Because <laughs> we know that he's gonna be listening to the shout out boy. Um so yeah, what, what what's the funniest thing that Alex has done to you since you've known him? Oh, the funniest thing he's done to me. Um Well, I offered to cook for him one day and um I was, I was gonna cook him pasta because he hasn't eaten very well for the past like maybe a week or something like that. He just 
living on energy drinks and uh, cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I offered to cook him pasta. He's like, all right then. And then um, I got up to leave and he slapped my bum and said, get, get to work. <laughs> I hope to see some good dinner when I get home. <laughs> oh my God. So Amal, Am- Am- Amal was w- with me just today and Julia as well. And, and we went, we went to, to Lucia's, this coffee shop just around the corner from, from Halls. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, they, they get a packet of cigarettes themselves and, uh, and Alex gets his own packet. And Amal offers Alex a, a cigarette. Alex takes it. I'm like, what are you doing? The guy's got his own packet of cigarette. And Alex replies, Andy, man, what, what, what do you expect me to do? It's, he's, he's the one that offered, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's a cool guy. You get what you, you, you see what you get with that guy, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I have to clarify, he's not a misogynist. He's, he's a really cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Well, the topic of today um, that I wanted to talk to you and... Um, and really wanted to like discuss with you is uh, growing up. I think I think it's something that a lot of people our age are looking, you know, are looking at themselves in the mirror every day and trying to ask all these big questions. You know, what what am I studying for? What is the point of uni? What is you know? And if I'm not at uni, what's um, what what is the point of my life? You know, like uh, so. I thought we could start off uh, discussing this by first maybe asking you, and you can obviously ask me questions. Um, you know, for you, what was the biggest moment in your life where you kind of realized this is what I'm going to do and you've stuck to it? Um, maybe the decision wasn't what you, when you look back now, wasn't exactly what you wanted to do uh, that you regret maybe taking. But what was the what was the one moment in your life where you thought, where you can kind of look back and say, oh, yeah, this is where I started to become who I am today? Damn, that's a... That's a good question. Um, well, I think when I was in secondary school, uh, upper sixth form, and I was deciding on which uni to go to. A lot of my friends were going to Nottingham and um, not many people were staying in London. Well, there's a lot of people from my old school staying in London, but they were, I wasn't very close with them. And I think for me, it was a difficult choice. Like I really wanted to move away from London, but then also I didn't really want to because there's a sense of attachment, you know, uh, London's always been my home and um, I really like it. Uh, well, after maybe two months of consultation with my parents, we decided, well, I decided finally I should just stay in London. And I'm glad I stuck with that decision because, well, I'm at one, like, a really good uni. I've got a really good set of friends and I can't really complain about anything. Um, in regards to what decision I've made that I've, that, has been very uh, important and long-lasting. I don't really know what I want to do in my life, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> and yeah, I think, I I think I just we're, all, to, we're all with you on that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I just need time to find myself, find what I like doing. Um, but it's going to take time. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, now that you've asked it, I've realised how hard that question is to answer. Um, like you, I was really into sports, right? I, I used to love football. I used to love football. I um, really, really enjoyed it. I, I, I had an opportunity to, to train and, and, you know, play with the Anderlecht Academy in, in Belgium um, when I was about 15 years of age for the U17 team. Uh, really enjoyed it. Really, really competitive um, type of football. And it was exactly what I wanted. It was very, uh, very high intensity. Um, but the people I met there, right, 
these these were people that had dedicate were dedicating their lives. They were throwing everything out the window just for football. Which I, I mean, I don't mean to put it like that, but it was this whole thing of, you know, I would turn up to training, which was about an hour away from my school, um, get ready for three thirty minutes, and and basically say, hey, um, you know, uh, you know, how, how was your guys' day? Uh, oh yeah, man, it was good. I've been here since like 9 a.m. You know, training in the gym, doing this, running here. You know, doing extra training here, doing this, doing that. And it was like, wow, I- I've been at school all day. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's nonstop. Um, it was crazy, and that was like a big wake up call for me. I-, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't there for long. Uh, it was only about like I would say probably five months, four months. Okay. Um, but it was definitely an eye opener. I mean, obviously, I, 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 my my football improved even more, uh, and I and it helps me when I went for the school teams and stuff. But um, I started to realize football wasn't everything. You know, it had, it had been a big part of my identity when I was at school. Uh, everyone used to know me as the guy that loves football, dreams football. You know, does football. Uh, it was literally football, football, football. You know, it was football. Then everything came second. I wasn't a bad student at school. Uh, like I always did pretty well, but I never worked as hard as I should have looking back um but it was about it was by chance really I'd, I'd i'd always looked up to this one student in my in my school and um i i had him on on facebook and he had always been quite quite awesome to me because he was this intelligent well articulate kind of guy very smart everyone knew him as the smart guy but he was always so like sociable and so cool you know and it was like wow you know here's a guy that's like basically a nerd but <laughs> everyone has given him like so much street cred and i was like wow you know i'd love to do that as well you know i think education is so big um and i've always had that i've always had that i you know i've always known that my parents have always told me this and my, my family's always been very big on education but um when i was about in year six i i went through a phase where you know oh education i want to be in this school i want to do this i want to do this then football took over and that became a big part of my life and it was only when I started to think about this one guy that I looked up to um, that I started to think, oh, interesting, you know. And then all of a sudden, I'm following him on Facebook, and um, he shares a link to the PPL Politics, Philosophy, and Law course at King's College London. Um, and I was like, whoa, never heard of this uni, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm about 16 at the time. And I look at that, I'm like, wow, look at that. That that campus at Strand, that's really cool. I like that. Um <laughs> Oh, this looks cool. I look up what he's studying. He's studying the PPL. And I was like, wow, that looks awesome. You know, um, I want to go there. And since then, I've just dedicated my entire schooling life to get to there. So now that I'm here, it's again like, so now what? You know? Yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, I, I think there were two moments. It was the football at that level. And it was also, it was also, just seeing this other guy who led by example in a lot of ways. His name's St- uh, Stefan Anderson, by the way. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to hear this podcast, but <laughs> I know his sister Maddie, who's who's a great great girl, so she goes to Kings as well. Um, but yeah, those were those were moments where that I, I that stand out to me. Obviously, there are other little moments, but yeah, I guess that would probably be it. But um, would you say that education was always a big thing for you? Or was it because I know you said sports was a big thing, became a big thing. But when did you, did 
because you know UCL is a very good university. How, yeah. how the hell do you get into, the, into that uni <laughs> if your grades were so bad? Apparently, well, my grades weren't too bad. It was just comparatively <laughs> to like the By rest of my standards. school. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, education's been a massive part of my life. Um, when I was younger, probably like five to eleven, my parents pushed me a lot. As you know, every Tiger Asian mom knows, um, <laughs> they got to push their kids to the limit. <laughs> um, but after maybe like year seven, I kind of just, my, my parents were a little bit more laxed and I became a lot more um, focused on other things such as rugby, um, computer games were a big part of my life as well. Sad <laughs> to admit, but it's true. <laughs> um, but edu- yeah, I mean, it's been a big part of my life and I'm kind of sick and tired of it now, to be honest. Um, I'm 20. I don't know what I want to do. I don't think education, well, the education system here teaches you everything you need to know. Um, I think there's a lot more that you need to learn um, in the outside world, whether it's, you know, getting new experiences or going abroad and traveling, um, just meeting new people, really. Um, and I think education, in a sense, it can limit you. Um, but obviously, at university, it's been a lot better. You know, you meet loads of new people. You get the opportunity to travel to places. Um, but it can be limiting sometimes. Would you say you've changed since your first year at uni? Absolutely. I've changed so much since uh, coming out of high school. If if I was to say like the biggest way I've changed, uh, I don't know. Knowing myself a lot more, uh, knowing what I want, um, not in terms of aspirations, but everyday situations. You know, I used to be quite anxious. Um, it was very difficult for me to communicate ideas effectively. Uh, you know, give talks or whatnot, but now I can confidently, you know, um, just talk to anyone. But it's been very difficult for me in the past. Why? Why? Why do you think that um, you've been able to overcome those difficulties that you used to have when you were younger? You know, obviously, it's you. You, probably, you may not be able to pinpoint certain moments, but yeah, in, a, in on a whole, what 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 helped you overcome them, or what forced you to overcome them? Meeting really good people. So Alex, for example, um, he's my best friend and he's just one of those people who you can talk to anything about. Um, you know, we, I love having our little chill sessions in the, in the yard, just sitting on the sofa and just talking about life, you know, what's, what's happening in our day. But it's nice because it's therapeutic and it makes us, I don't know, it just makes us realize like life's just life, you know, everyone has issues. Um, and sometimes you just need to get up and just carry on. Have you come to see your family differently since you've changed as a person, or are they still the same people that you've that you left when you you know started university? Mm. I still, well, first of all, I don't have any siblings. I'm an only child. It's just me and my parents. Um, my grandparents are in China. Uh, I don't have a lot of family here, um, so. Yeah, you know what? I'm I I miss them a lot, my parents. Um, but my view of them hasn't changed. They've always been incredibly hardworking, uh, great work ethic, and they tried to instill it in me successfully. I'm not sure, but they're great people. And if I was to say I had an uh, an inspiration, it would be my parents. Um, has my view changed of them? It has a lot in the po- um like in the past maybe month because. Well, I was, I was at home over Christmas and we were watching videos, family videos from a long time ago, 
maybe like 2001, 2002. And um, I just saw like the love, the unconditional love that they gave to me as a kid. And it just made me think, can I provide, can I provide for them when I'm older? You know, um, that's, that's one of the questions that always rings around my head. Uh, am I doing things right? Um, can I protect my parents in the future? I hate that sort of uncertainty, but I hope one day I can get the stability and security that I need to, you know, look after my parents. So is that something that drives you every day, gets you up in the morning, that kind of thing? I like to think so, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. sometimes, you know, I lack motivation to do work, but yeah. in, in the bigger picture, yes, that, yeah. that, that is the thing that drives me in life. Yeah, for sure. What about you? What, what drives you, Andy? What drives me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting, actually. I was talking to Alex about this. Um, I think I spoke to you about this earlier this week as well. Yeah. Um, I had a pretty bad last uh, semester for, for in general. Um, and I've probably had a pretty bad 2019. Uh, a lot of things happened that um, I look back with a lot of regret um, in terms of productivity. I'm one of those people that Believe it or not, everyone in the room <laughs> and everyone listening, I, I, I don't like to procrastinate. I'm, I'm, I really don't like it. Um, but it's very easy to do. You know, anyone can just sit around and do nothing, you know, and prefer to do that a lot of the time, especially when you know you've got to do work, right? But I wasted essentially an entire year uh, enjoying myself too much. And when you enjoy yourself too much, you get into a rhythm where you're not really feeling happy. And it actually leads to you being more depressed than you should be. Even though you have all this freedom as being an independent young man, essentially, in an awesome city, you're still limited in what you really can do because there's a difference between what you can do and what you should do, right? You, What you should do is be responsible, study, do well, uh, look after yourself, eat well. But then what you want to do is you want to chill, you want to have fun with friends you want to go out you want to you know you know just relax go to the pub have coffee for like hours with your friends at the at the coffee place uh go to bed whenever you want wake up whenever you want you know and that's essentially to sum up my 2019 and i've never had a problem with determination and drive what i've had a problem with is um doing it independently i've realized that a lot of what, you know, if you've come up from a pretty normal upbringing, which is your parents have been there, they've been there to tell you off when you've done something wrong, they've been there to tell you what you need to do to be a good person, all of that, um, is that you become very sheltered and you take that for granted. And then the moment you're, you're let out in the world, you kind of realize, oh, shit, this is really hard to go to bed at the right time. This is really hard to cook your own dinner, <laughs> eat salad, yeah. you know, uh, you know, not drink alcohol every night, you know, and you start to think, shit, you know, fuck, I'm, I'm kind of wasting my, my time. And, you know, how, how, how do my parents do this? You know, yeah. I, I went back to as well to visit my parents over the Christmas break and, you know, they've got, they, they're still the same, you know, they, and it's not, it's not a question of, do they want to do it? It's that they do it because they have to do it. You know, they've got three kids. I've, I'm one of them, you know, I've got my brother and my sister. They, they're all, they're all, you know, Growing up, I'm the eldest. My brother's starting university in a few in a, in a month. My my sister's you know starting high school in a secondary school, um, you know. So they've got all this stuff to manage, and on top of that, they got they've got full time jobs, 
and then they've got a son overseas you know <laughs> who they think is like doing really well you know and you know to them maybe i am but you know that's one thing i've learned and over the year is that you can only you can lie to everyone but you can't lie to yourself you know you're that's gonna so go true. you know like yeah and so going back to your question about what motivates me it's it's very simple at the end of the day it's you know do i want to have any regrets by the end of the day essentially if i could narrow it down as best i can which is you know can i go to bed tonight knowing that i did everything i should do and um you know was i able to do them the, the way i wanted to get done and obviously you know we slip off the 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 track sometimes you know i've had days where you know i don't get what i needed to get done the way i wanted to get done but you know it's a step-by-step -step pro process and uh since i've come back from new zealand actually i found this refound i've refound my my focus i yeah. think you know i remember you saying yeah yeah it was it's crazy and it really all i realized was that you know you just got to start slow with these things and you got to start small and slow you know for me it was the sleep that was the big problem mm. my sleeping pattern was all over the place i'd be waking up at the wrong times going to bed at the wrong times and now that my sleeping pattern is fine, I'm finding that I have no reason to not get stuff done because I've got an entire day to live. Yeah. You know? So true. Well, when you're waking up at the wrong times, going to bed at the wrong times, you can blame your sleep pattern on not getting shit done. But actually, it's because you've chosen to go to bed at the wrong time. <laughs> but to put it simply, right? But yeah, to put it simply, it's, 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 it's to limit my regrets in life. I'm always going to have regrets i think that's normal and i think it's good but i think when it comes down to it it's about being your parent being what your parents would want you to be mm. but be to yourself the parent that they were to you Damn. while you were growing up you know what i mean yeah i do do shit but i mean you raised some important points there um i think regrets that's definitely part of growing up um you learn lessons you make a lot of mistakes um they come and they go. Um, but as long as you're trying, you're making the effort to, I guess, just learn from them and hopefully not make those mistakes again. That's one thing my mom's always told, like, told me. And when I was younger, for example, when I was six, I couldn't even spell clothes correctly. I always missed the E at the end or like before No the way, S. my yeah. brother did that too. <laughs> my, brother, my brother, no, actually I used to do that as well. It was usually like cloth, right? Yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. it would be like, my dad, we used to go into a Gordon Ramsay rage and just scream Literally, and swear. Literally, my mom went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I think as long as you learn your lessons, um, hopefully everything is okay in the end. Yeah, I, you're right. I mean, I remember this quote, actually. I think Muhammad Ali said it, and it's like, it's okay to fail, yeah. but it's a it's a problem to fail four or five times because it means that you're not learning your lesson. And and I, and I, I think that, I think that's a good point. I think um, we, we, we're expected to make mistakes at this age anyway, yeah. you know, and, and, Definitely. and down the road, you know, that's all about, but it's, 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 it's how we handle those mistakes and how we uh, learn from those mistakes, you know, what we take out of it. Um, and I think a lot of that comes with taking responsibility for ourselves, mm. you know, not making excuses. Um, would you say that you've become a little bit less insecure since you've been in university? Definitely. Um, insecurities. Well, I had a lot in secondary school and to an extent, I mean, I feel like everyone has some sort of insecurity. Um, maybe it doesn't play on their mind as much. Uh, when I was in secondary school, they played, played a lot um, on my mind, but at uni it's 
it's definitely died down a lot. And I think it's just partly it's getting to know yourself better, um, negotiating your emotions. Emotions play a big part of your everyday life, you know. It, I mean, it makes up your health, mental and physical, both ways. Um, so controlling them definitely helps a lot. Um, yeah. What about you? Did you have any, did you have many insecurities before uni? Oh yeah, man. Oh my god. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I did. Um when I look back at myself, right, I feel like I'm a I'm a very reflective kind of person anyway, and a lot of the time I feel like I'm talking out of my ass, but you know. Um <laughs> when it when it comes to like me personally, I, I I look back and I and I I was thinking about this today actually, like um why is it that some kids are good kids? You know, good kids being they do their work, they go to school, they listen to their teachers, they're goody two shoes. You know, the type of kid that everyone wants to beat up when they're younger. You know, like why is it? Why is it that you get those kids, and then you get kids like me who just wants to like run around, roll around, get into fights, get into trouble, embarrass their parents? You know, uh, I, bro. After my first day at school, I came back with one shoe. The other shoe had gone on the roof because apparently I kicked it up into the onto the roof. Oh, damn. You know, <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Um, but I had a lot of insecurities, you know. I was trying to please a lot of people. Um, I feel like that's a normal trait, um, you know. Not to generalize, but girls do that a lot, you know. They 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 try to they they feel the need to please people. Um, I I was very much like that, you know. And and the thing is, it's not limited to age. I think I think you know you can see a lot of that in adults, you know. Yeah. How people try to impress other people, even though there's no reason to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of insecurities. Um. I, I still have some, you know, like, um, but I've realized now that there's only so much we can really control, right? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, so it is what it is. And, and and when it comes to how I've developed, I've just realized that there's only certain things that I need to worry about. And as long as I can focus on me, everything else will fall into place. Yeah. And all that st- all that white noise that's around you is going to filter out the irrelevant shit, you know, all the shit, you know. Um, I mean, we, we, we look at, um, you know, what, we, what we're doing here with, with Beer Swink and, and the podcast, right? A lot of people didn't even expect us to get to a podcast level. You know, a lot of people didn't even know if it was worth their time, you know. It was just kind of like a, you know, this whole thing started because I, I, I was in a bad place in New Zealand during my gap year and I just decided to do a blog to get some expression, you know, to express myself and to practice writing because I love writing. Um, my mom gave me the idea, right? And I thought, oh, yeah, why not? And I never knew that people would be interested in joining and taking it to another another level. And, you know, a lot of people probably look at this and think, oh, yeah, what the fuck, he's got only five viewers or listeners, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't really care, you know, like that's, that's, you know, we're doing something that's interesting, that's different that we want to do. And in, in any situation in life, you know, like, um, my insecurity at school was, you know, being popular, you know, it's the classic one, right? Yeah. You want to be a popular kid. You want to, you want everyone to be like, yeah, that's Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, and uh, I don't think I was popular, but I wasn't a loner either. I had friends. I had good friends. Um, football was my big escape. Football was my big escape. I, I, I used football as a drive to escape all these problems. I, I remember, you know, I just come out of a very bad breakup. 
not a bad breakup, but you know, at the time it was a bad breakup for me. And yeah. um, I've been with a girl that I really, really liked. I really had a lot, of, a lot of feelings for, but she, um, you know, ended up breaking up with me. It was a big shock. Didn't see it coming. Didn't recover well. Had a few months of being feeling sorry for myself. And then um, I was in year eight at this time, and I had this uh, tournament. No, no tryouts for varsity and junior varsity football. You know, like the a, a team and B team. A team usually you get about. You usually have year 10s to 12. Uh, junior varsity, you just pick up the scraps, basically. Um, it's like the second team. Um, there's a standard, but the standard's not as high as uh, varsity, right? Yeah. And uh, it had been a few years since a, a ninth grader had ever made the the top team. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Because everyone was like taking the piss out of me because I was being feeling sorry for myself because I was being a bit childish. I was going on Facebook and writing up all these like emotional posts and, oh, and being like, oh, you know, and I, you know, I some, you know, you sometimes get those back to you, right? Like you go on Facebook and then you see what you wrote in 2011 <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, it's up there. Why would I say that? <laughs> oh, it was so embarrassing, you know, looking back and everyone knew me as this emotional little kid and stuff. So I was like, fuck that. I'm going to like, I'm going to make this team. I'm going to yeah. focus my entire energy over summer just to train and train and train and train. And I told my mom and I told my dad, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. My dad had no doubt. My dad had no doubt. My dad always believed in the football side of things because he always envied me in a way. He'd always, he'd always think I, I wasn't working hard enough. He'd be like, you know, if I had half your talents and half your skill, <laughs> I'd be out there every day kicking ass, you know, because um, never, I never really trained as much as I should have, to be honest. But for this, for these tryouts, I was, I was super stressed. It was like, you know, it was like, uh, do you remember Nike Academy? Mm. It was like this, um, like this on YouTube. It was like this big, big like show where you, you got like all these recruits from all over the world that Nike hosted like these tryouts for. Oh, I've and never seen it. everyone like, you know, would compete in their country, in their city, then in their country and then in an international level. And it would filter out to get a spot at the Nike Academy, which was where you could have amazing links to all these professional clubs and you could get a contract and they always showed the videos you can still see them on on, on youtube but um basically and in, in the, the the intensity and the, and the and the stress of like getting into the into the academy was so high and that's how it felt for these trials right yeah looking back it wasn't that stressful but it was you know at the same time because i was a young kid and this is literally i you know if i didn't make it fuck i told everyone i was going to make it so you know everyone didn't believe i could make it because i was you know I was, it was, you know. Did you make it? I did. Oh my God. <laughs> that was awesome. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I had a terrible season though, but it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I, you oh, know, well I, was done, on the, I was on the bench a lot, a lot of the time, but you see like, that was the thing. It was like, but I look back on that, right? And that was my way of handling my insecurity, but it wasn't really addressing it. I was doing it in a way to impress people, right? Yeah. So it was like, okay, okay, okay. You know what I have to do to get, get, get these guys back on my side is to, to, to do something amazing and then they'll be my friends kind of thing it wasn't i'm gonna do this for me because it's me that defines my destiny kind of shit no it was just i really want to be part of this team but i also think it'd be really cool because i can be that guy that i always want to be which is you know um yeah i can kind of relate to that i feel know? like rugby was it's part of my identity really um i used as a as a way of saying yeah i'm not good at I'm, I'm not the smartest here, but at least I'm good at something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Literally. Right, right. Oh, my God. It was amazing. <laughs> and also the bonding, right? Like, there's mm. nothing like a team sport. Honestly, right? team sports are the best. It's incredible. Like, the bond that you guys have. Like, there's those moments, you know, those games where it's like, you're just standing up for each other. There's like a bit of a, a scuffle. A bit of a scrap or something. Yeah, right. And it's yeah. like, you get friends like that that stay with you, you know? Like, of course. Do you stay in touch with your friends from, from rugby days? Um, 
not really I'll be honest but I mean it happens you know everyone moves around uh, yeah. a lot of people from my old school went to all around the country all over the world even mm. you know some people went to Harvard Stanford wow. what school was this what school was this uh, the Kiwi Boys it's in North London okay uh, I don't know if you heard of it before <laughs> no 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 <laughs> what, what, what exactly is the what, what kind of school is it like what's the well it's a grammar school grammar school um that's about that's <laughs> yeah, about it yeah, that's about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh cool yeah so was there a moment in your life that you kind of realized oh shit i got this insecurity that i needed i need to deal with or was it kind of like a build-up to you know a realization i don't know like what what how would you say i feel like i was really insecure about my body image in year nine so i started running a lot i started running every single day started doing high intensity workouts at home um I just love going gym to like, I love going gym. I love doing sports. And in a way that it didn't really resolve the issue. Cause I, I feel like, you know, it carried on for a few more years, but yeah, I mean, it's not a sensible way to deal with it. I don't think, um, or to be honest, I'm, I'm no expert. I don't know how to deal with it, you know? Um, but yeah, to, to go to the gym, like a maniac, I think is not the best way to deal with your issues. Um, and that goes for a lot of things. Um, I can't give you another example, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, don't you think? I've always thought this anyway. I was telling my brother this when I was back in New Zealand. Um, you know, when you get like those big bodybuilders, massive arms, massive legs, yeah, ripped yeah. as fuck, zero percent body fat. <laughs> I feel like they're more insecure than the average person Absolutely, because yeah. because they're because they're because they're going about it in a way that says, "Hey, look at me." right aren't i special yeah you know they're, they're giving a lot of shit to their image so that they can get some like a pat on the back or they can get like people saying oh my god did you see that guy mm. you know and it boosts their ego which is ironically feeding into the insecurity of their self-importance don't you think absolutely yeah definitely. Like, that's that's one of the things i realized because i i'm you know like when you when you were younger we did you feel like you were chubby or something or yeah, well, <laughs> when I was younger in primary school, all I'd do is go home, drink milk, and eat a packet of biscuits. I watch Horror Tenure on TV. That was a good life. <laughs> yeah, that is a good life. That is a good life. <laughs> no rent to pay. <laughs> Nothing. No worries in the world. Yeah. Just chilling. No stress about dissertation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I want to bring in Stoicism, the philosophy of Stoicism, into the conversation now. Okay. Because um, I think we're talking a lot about... Uh, growing up in a way that crosses over with stoicism so firstly do you know what stoicism is no um stoicism basically is this uh philosophy uh which was it started in ancient greece in on in cyprus by okay. a philosopher i forgot his name um and essentially it was it was uh, it's been going on for years and a lot of the the messaging behind it is very familiar to you uh, for sure um so essentially with stoicism you have the external and the internal uh the external is what occurs whether you like it or not the internal is what you what you do you know so to put it simply you've got an appointment tomorrow at the doctors and it's an appointment you have to go to now whether you like it or not you have to go nothing that happens externally is going to change that it could rain it could be that you have a headache. It could be that you have a fight with your wife, your sister, your kid, your mum, your dad, but you still have that appointment to make. 
stoicism is recognizing that there is only a certain amount of things that you can control um and how all this external stuff is irrelevant to what you have to do so you can you can going back to that example you can say well i can't go to the doctor today because x and y happened and this happened and this happened but what you're doing there is you're doing a non-stoic approach to your life you're blaming everything that occurred around you that you could control mm. your way of controlling it was to go to the doctors anyway it's basically the way i've always seen it is taking responsibility for things accepting things as they are mm. um it is what it is what can happen you know live in yeah. the present live in the present yeah. you know forget about what's happening yesterday forget about what was happening at home forget about what's happening gonna happen could happen may happen might not happen tomorrow focus on today uh there was a quote in my cafeteria at school right it read uh do something today. Don't do something today that you'll regret tomorrow. And I think that's a really good way to encapsulate it. Um, another really good quote that I think really sums up stoicism is, it's not what happens to you that matters, it's how you react to it. So, you know, think of it like, you know, you've always, you've got that, you know, you've got that girl you really like, right? Okay. And she calls you ugly. <laughs> Obviously... <laughs> that's going to affect you very differently to that girl that you don't give a shit about yeah. that calls you ugly. You're going <laughs> to laugh at the girl that calls you ugly because you're going to be like, well, yeah, start the show. fuck you, you know. You're <laughs> ugly as well, so what the fuck does that matter? Yeah. But if the girl that you like says that, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, that hurts. Oh, that sucks. What stoicism says, what's the difference? What's the difference to mm. this girl that likes you saying that and this girl that you don't give a shit about? So is it, is it kind of suppressing your emotions and going about your daily lives not really suppressing it, 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 it i can understand where that question comes from because it sounds like well then what you're just not going to have any emotion yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can't, yeah. you know <laughs> and i think that too sometimes i'm like well, what the hell is this but um stoicism is essentially saying focus on what's important okay and what's okay. important to you is you so what alex is doing in your house right now whether he's burning it down or <laughs> or you know, he's left your window open and it's raining. You know, that's something you can't control. You just okay. have to accept it when you go home. You know, it sucks. But and, and and you can go there, you know, let's say you go there and you find your room is drenched with water and shit. Um, what honestly can you do to change that? Yeah, that'd be pretty shitty, but I guess yeah. I have to live on with life. You have to, yeah, yeah, you know, like that's a really bad example, but you know, like that's essentially what it is, right? Yeah. Um and on the other hand it could be uh you know, you go to Alex and you say, oh, Alex, this is a good example because it probably happened to you before. It's happened to me. Okay. Um, you know, I go to Alex and I'm like, oh, man, but, you know, like, I've got all these assignments coming up, man. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do about this. Oh, it's so stressful, man. And, oh, my God, my mom's being annoying. Like, she's asked me to call her all the time. And, oh, my God, Amal's not doing his assignment for the for BS Wink. Oh, I don't know what to do. And he'll just be like, what, what can you do about it? What? what? What do you want me to do about it? It's done. You That's know, true. And that's literally how you got to think about it, right? Yeah. It's just being realistic. It's okay. What 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 can you actually do about Sometimes this? Sometimes you just have to do it. It's just exactly. like you know, the Nike slogan: "Just do it." Just do it, right? And it's like it's true. Like and and stoicism is all about the present. It's not about the the hypothetical or the external. Okay. Um, it's about you know you can still be emotional, mm. but you choose to be emotional. It's your perspective on, on, on life. It's life is neutral. Everything around you is neutral. You know, 
this room could be the worst room because you don't like it because it's got no posters like you told me before we started recording it's a shit room <laughs> <laughs> or it could be a really good room because the room the house that you lived in before you had moved to uni was a shithole mm. you know what i mean like it's all perspective it's all perspective everything's neutral in life and um it's how we see it that makes it be i mean i guess i'll be like an ideal way of going about life but i mean it's pretty difficult like when when hard things happen like for me i always like to recuperate i chill at home for a little bit think to myself you know reflect on what's going on um i mean it's pretty difficult to go about life and just you know not care about stuff that's going on around you or not 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 care but you know what i mean like just absolutely just yeah it's very annoying right but it for, but if you think about it it's kind of true it's like oh man trump won <sighs> that's so true. what annoying. can you do about that though you know what yeah. can you actually do like oh man <sighs> my girlfriend cheated on me <sighs> i feel like this links a lot to how we always focus on the outside uh, we always focus on, for example, the news, you know, breaking news. I mean, what whatever's going on in the news, does it really affect you that much? I think it's more important to just think about the news coming from inside you, you know, um, what's going on in your life. It's very stoic. <laughs> really? <laughs> that is very stoic. Oh, damn. That is very stoic. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. You hit the nail on the head. It's, 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 it's your life. You're the main character in your yeah. video game. You yeah. are what's important. Everything around you is a, either a bonus or a distraction. Yeah. That's essentially it. That's literally stoicism. It's saying, why worry about things that you can't change? Yeah. You can't change what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. You can either cry about it or you can accept it and continue on your day. You know, uh, you know. For example, I'll give you a really good example that you'll relate to, especially. Go on. <laughs> Alex as well, Amal as well, Julia as well. <laughs> they're all in the room here. Um, me especially. So it'll be like this. It'll be you and me or Amal and you or, you know, whoever. Person A, person B together. Person A will say to the other other person, hey, how's your day? Oh, man, it was annoying. It was bad. Person A will be like, why? So, oh, well, you know, says person B. Basically, I wanted to go to uni today, but I couldn't because my mum called. She said this. It offended me. It pissed me off. I went into my room and then I realized that this assignment, I've realized that I didn't have a lot of time to go to uni and oh my God. And then it's just so cold, man. I just, and it's just so far away. And, you know, I've got this nice desk at home, but I did it there, but I didn't really get enough work done and blah, 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 blah. Person A, let's say, is the stoic kind of perspective on it, would be like, would look at that and say, all I see is you making excuses for not getting the stuff that you wanted to get done. As blunt as that sounds, if you think about it, it's kind of true. This guy had a plan and he went about it the best he could, but then he gave up. He basically said, oh yeah, well, fuck it. I'll just do it here. It'll be fine. I'll be fine. But then he's got all these regrets and he's complaining about something that's already happened. One, he's complaining about things that he could have decided to ignore and just continue on the job that he had to do. And three, he... Again, it's just complaining about things that he can't control. You know, he's complaining about the past. That's already happened. That's external. That's done. B, he's, he's, he's complaining about things that he could have changed, which was, okay, his mum offended him. He could have sighed and then continued on his day to the library. Uh, 
or he could have had a quick talk with one of his friends to boost his his energy for the day and explain it to him and then go on his day instead he's making up all these excuses about everything that happened around him uh or her uh to justify why they didn't get it done a stoic perspective would be something along the lines of this your mom calls she says something mean because she's angry she's stressed out about whatever's going on in a day um and and you know you you get offended or whatever or you say I understand where she's coming from. She's got a point. Oh, well, I can't change her perspective. <sighs> so let's just move on. Let's just go. Got to, I, I don't have time to worry about this. She will, I'll talk to her later and maybe it can make, be made up. Oh, it's cold. All right, I'll just get a jumper. Oh, it's still cold. I can't change that. We'll go to the tube. I'll be warm. i got to get to uni. i got this thing to do. This is what i got to do. Um, it's controlling, you know, It's at the end of the day, it's, it's doing what is important to you. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't work out, just accept it. You know. So in that case, it would be like, oh, it wasn't a good day, man. I just, I just didn't get what I needed to get done, and it's because of me. It's not because your mum called. This happened. That happened. That happened. It's just literally because you, it is you, it is. you, you, you used it as an excuse to yeah. not get it done. Um, but at the same time, it's as you said, it's it is what it is. What can you do now? So you, tell you can, me, Andy, how comes you brought stoicism up in relation to growing up? Right. So, long story short, I did a gap year in, in New Zealand. Uh, and uh, at the first few months, it was awesome. It was really cool. Uh, was what I wanted to do. I, I, I said, you know, I really wanted to... I always wanted to take a year off after after school, take a break from school and all that before I could go to uni. Uh, I'd been accepted into Kings already. They deferred it a year so I could go there. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll go back to New Zealand. Now, I, I haven't lived in New Zealand since I was... a at this point, which is 2017, I hadn't lived there uh, since 2009. So it had been a long time since I'd lived there. So I went back expecting something and it was totally different. It was like, first it was like, oh my God, I'm back. Now what? Oh shit. Wow. Uh, no one cares about me. <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't get, you get the welcoming party and then it's all, all right, see you later. Have a good day. And I was like, wow, this is okay. Um, what now? What do I do? I mean, school, football, that was my life. Now it's now it's done. Um, and then I started to do a bit of research to try and discuss. I started the blog and I started to get myself together and I realized and I wanted to try and find something that could kind of keep me inspired and I and I stumbled across Stoicism through a Conor McGregor video. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, Conor McGregor actually has a lot of principles that you can tie to Stoicism. Go for it. He Tell ignores me. he ignores what people say about him. Just focus on what he has to do. He can't control how people think about him. He just gets the job done. He lets his actions speak louder than 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 what his words say. Um, he 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 is so sure of himself because he knows himself because he loves himself because he looks after himself. He doesn't what you say to him doesn't offend him because he chooses to because he knows deep down that he's better than you. You know. Um, and, he, and, he, and he doesn't make excuses when he loses. You know, when he lost to Nick, Nate Diaz um, to a rear naked choke uh, in, the, in their first fight, he said he, he shook the guy's hand and he said, the better man won tonight, I'll be back, don't worry about that. And he was back. He did come back because he worked, because he knew that everyone was going to hate on him, but he just got the job done. Yeah. That's a very stoic um, personality trait, and I really like that. So I started to realize <laughs> either you can sit here and cry 
and and wait until uni starts for you in London, or you can start doing something with your life. Um, because at the end of the day, no one really understands what you're going through. Yeah. They can be nice, they can be supportive, but at the end of the day, you're the one that dictates how you feel. It's true, yeah. yeah. It's just the truth, you know. Like, and so I started to realize that that's that's what maturity is, really. It's taking responsibility, and stoicism for me makes a lot of sense because the principles that it espouses essentially is is exactly how to approach certain circumstances which require taking responsibility if that makes sense so based off what i've just said do you think that there's anything that could be connected to your life or how you see things or does it still kind of like mm, are you still a bit unsure um no i think it applies definitely um i think maybe another good way of looking at it is i think everyone just needs to be a little bit more grounded and just realize how insignificant we are, you know, in, in our massive cosmos. <laughs> how true, important do you think like a small, yeah. insignificant incident really is? Exactly. Um, and us as humans, like, we're really not that amazing, yeah. <laughs> if I'm yeah. being completely honest. I mean, we are, but we're really not that special, you know? I get that, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the 24-hour clock of Species? No, I haven't. Oh, that's cool. You should check that out because basically it's an image of uh, a 24-hour clock and okay. it has like along the hour marks. And between the hours uh, on the clock is how long a species civilization has lived. Oh. Dinosaurs about three hours. Yeah. Uh, you know the all the other ones. I forget the names now. Uh, crustacean period. All of that. You know. You can see how long they lasted. Damn. What was the longest? You want to know how long the humans have been on that were on that clock? How long? Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. We've only been around for like what? What is it about five thousand? Five thousand years? Sure. 5,000 years. Yeah. Dinosaurs have had, were live, living on this earth for like 300 million or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sure. 250 million, you know, let's just say 100 million. That's still like, we're still so far away from that. Yeah. And so you're right, we are insignificant. And Stoicism, bring it back there, you know what they say? You know what they say? They actually bring that point in. They say, whenever you're in a problem, whenever you're in a situation where everything seems hopeless, Take a look at yourself and your situation in the third person mm. and look at everywhere else that's happening in the world and think, am I actually in trouble? Yeah. And you'll find, no. <laughs> well, your problem is that a girl doesn't like you. <laughs> Mate, there are kids out there that, that have like, you know, at our age that are like dying in Syria yeah, and you're complaining, true. you know, like, <laughs> you know, like everything could be so much more worse. And, and, and you're right. Life isn't significant. It's what you make of it, I think. Yeah. And again, I think I think the problem is as well, you know, we're raised in a certain way. You know, our parents don't want us to suffer when mm. we're being when we're growing up. They don't want us to they don't want us to feel the pain that they've been through, so they make sure that we don't do this, we don't do that. We don't do this, we don't do that. But eventually we have to leave the house, right? And <laughs> we explore for ourselves what's out there. Yeah. Right? What was the first thing you did that you can say on the podcast? that uh you did with when you when you left home that uh, you think was like something that your parents would never have wanted you to do oh man <laughs> <laughs> um i mean i guess drink loads of alcohol excessively it's a bit of a boring one but like i can't give one that you know I'm yeah, 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 giving. <laughs> yeah 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 um but yeah i guess they wouldn't want me drinking loads of alcohol but you know it happens yeah. from time to time yeah it happens it happens um what about you 
Definitely the alcohol, definitely the alcohol. But they always knew that, you see, because I, I, we, we used to go on holiday in Greece. And oh, yeah. uh, so they, they they were kind of comfortable with me drinking because they knew that because they, yeah, I kind of. They thought you were sensible. I yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. I've had Amal and Julia, like, see me at my worst as well. Like, oh, my God. Alex as well, actually. That was bad. But, um, yeah, uh, probably the worst. Oh. <laughs> Just, I don't know. It's it's hard, right? It's it like, hard. there's so many things. <laughs> I don't know if it's PG or not. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, well, for me, it was like, probably the big one was like, going to parties where there were a lot of drugs. Um, mm. You know. Stay, you know. You know, mixing, mingling in with the ladies, all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was a big, that was a big thing. I think my parents are always a bit curious about, but that was like one thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it happens, you know, you're growing up. Yeah. And I'm sure they did the same. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, how they have you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, that was quite interesting, but I would say that. Hmm. Yeah. The, the, probably the biggest thing was, would be like the late nights. Mm. I think the late nights, like 4am, Staying up until 4 a.m., you know, with Amal or Julia, you know, watching a movie until like 5 a.m. or something and then falling asleep and sleeping all day. You know, that would probably be the something that they would be completely against and rightly so. And uh, I've come home once at 7 o'clock in the morning and that really pissed my parents off. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> I was up all night and that really, really annoyed them. I'll never do that ever again. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think it's, do you think parenting today is a little bit too soft on kids? Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. What 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 about it? Do you think it's soft? Because well, the reason I say yes is because I've got a little cousin. Uh, his name's Peter. He's ten years old, and um, he's his mum. Well, I don't think his mum could be a lot worse. I mean, she's a tiger Asian mum, you know. She could be a lot more strict than my mum, but I don't think she really is. And I don't know. He he could be disciplined a lot more. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right oh my god my, in a sense like yeah you can't really hit kids now my mom did that to me all the time back in the day you know with spatulas bamboo sticks you, you name it bamboo sticks they threatened me I'm, I'm telling you but. yeah no I think you know like I'm not against okay this is a hard one right this is a hard one yeah kids need to be punished when they need to be punished up to a certain age I think up to a certain age it's okay because I think they need to, you know, there needs to be a sense of fear in a kid to keep them on the right track. I think it needs to be done with the right intentions, right? Yeah. My parents did it, I think, the best they could, which was to give me enough freedom to do what I wanted, but to make sure that I was doing what I needed to do. And if at times, you know, when I was little, it would be slaps, wax, all of that. But it was, it was for the right reasons. And you could tell what they were, you know, that they were good people and they just wanted me to be a good person as well and not be irresponsible. And so I think one of the problems with today, why a lot of people get so easily depressed is because like we were talking about, who the hell are we? Yeah. Life is so significant. What's the point of us? Because we're a very educated generation, I think, mm. right? A lot of, you know, maybe your parents, my parents' generation, people don't really have to think about that because the information that was out there was quite limited. It was, you had to go to the bookstore, you had to read it. Now you, Now it's everywhere. You go Google it, it's there. 
you can look up, oh, why am I depressed? How do I stop being depressed? Reddit forums <laughs> give you all these amazing detailed descriptions of how to like solve it. Watch a video. Oh, how do I how do I get out of a rut in seven days? You know, like all these all these amazing tips and stuff. But at the same time, this information overload has made us depressed as well because it's like Definitely. where the where the hell do we start? And um, I think the big thing is for people to find meaning. And I think it's because the, uh, their upbringing has been so sheltered, uh, not sheltered, but you know, it, it done correctly, right? Yeah. They've, 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 um, they've kind of become reliant and dependent on other people to solve their problems for them. And when life gets unfair, which it always is, they're pointing the fingers, you know, we point the fingers away from us. We blame the government for not supporting students more. We blame the government for, you know, prices being too high. We blame the university for not looking after us better. We blame the accommodation here for not providing us with better rooms. We we blame our friends. We blame everyone but us, you know. Yeah. And there comes a time where as people, as young people, we've got to start saying, hey, well, you know, it's our fault. <laughs> we chose to do what we chose to do. And now we're complaining because it's not perfect. That's life. You I know? feel like a lot of politics nowadays is it's very contentious and it's very like anger driven and emotional simply because of this information overload. You know, you're constantly comparing yourself to the perfect image, the model, you know, and that, that makes you, that might make you feel, you know, unfulfilled, unhappy. And then you channel that anger into the only way you really can. Well, some of the only ways you really can. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, it's like, you know, they say, say the economy is doing really well. Look at all these numbers, all these amazing, all these, all these people are getting jobs. Amazing, amazing. Look, we got the highest job employment rate in in the in, in Europe. It's amazing. Oh my god! But then all the un- so you're telling all the unemployed kids in London, Manchester, Liverpool <laughs> that they're useless because <laughs> yeah. they're not in that rating. They're not they're not employed. So fuck, you know, we're the dumb ones. We're the idiots. Oh fuck, I'm useless. So this you're right. It's like this information overload. There's two ways you look at it. It's like oh, yeah, on the one hand, we're doing really well, but then it's like really i mean people need help but at the same time there needs to be a sense of responsibility that comes back life is unfair and that's part of it that's part of what makes it awesome at the same time honestly life is so unfair (laughs) i can imagine 10 million places worse than like the uk yeah yeah so yeah it is right circumstance i mean imagine if your parents or my parents didn't choose the life they chose i, I, I probably wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be here yeah. um same with you you know like imagine, honestly my parents know. came from the farm yeah. the cultural revolution wow it, like when mao was taking over the country wow so yeah i don't really like china i'm sure you can tell but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah my parents came from a really really like poor background and somehow they made it here that's crazy and the thing is they didn't even meet in china they met here as well really so i'm like the luckiest guy to be alive right now wow. honestly <laughs> That's so cool. When when do they meet each other? Uh probably 94, 93 maybe. Wow, that's so cool. Oh yeah. They met at a takeaway shop. <laughs> really? Yeah, my dad was a customer. My mom was serving. And um he didn't my dad didn't know any like English, so he was just talking in Chinese and my mom was like, Oh, you speak Chinese as well? And then that's how they got together. <laughs> that's so <It's> cool. Cute. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But you see that they they're people that probably would, would understand where I'm coming from when I say like, you know, the good times are made good by experiencing hardship, right? Yeah. They probably went through hell to get to where they are, you know. Maybe they, they don't see it like that, but 
compared to other people, you know, whose parents, you know, just met at school mm. and in the same country and got a n- decent job and this and that and you know kids, you have yeah. kids and you know everything's nice fine house, yeah. but instead <laughs> it's like they're probably not that satisfied with their lives either because they've done something so simple and so straightforward and it's all worked out completely which sounds great but then it's like there comes a certain point where it's like shit that's f- i'm 50 now yeah what have i done with my life <laughs> no one's gonna remember me no one <laughs> you know imagine that imagine getting to that age and just being like oh my god what now <laughs> okay here's a question yeah when you die what would you want on your gravestone to be said of you if you want anything to be said wow that's a very good question um can i get my answer first and then you can think yeah of please give me your answer yeah i don't want anything said on mine just my name and the day i died and the day i was born i think that's about it i don't think there needs to be anything else that's very interesting. Yeah, that's a very good point. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, I'd like. I to mean, s- we're only twenty. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to say nothing either as well. Um, but then it's like, I feel like I want to be at the point in my life when I pass away, where I don't need to say what I want on my gravestone. The people that knew Ooh, me like that. Yeah. would be able to say it, if that makes sense. That does make sense. You know, uh, I was talking to Amal about this the other day. When it comes to certain things, how do you look at it? You know, how do you look at people and how they commit to something? Let's say, are you okay with just getting by, you know, when, you, when you're at uni? Or is there, did you go to uni with a sense of like a goal, a target that you wanted to hit? Or was it just kind of like, oh, I'm happy to be here, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it, just get through and, you know. Well, I think it's a seasonal thing, honestly. Um, when I start the year, I always start poorly. You know, I go out, I have fun, <laughs> chill all the time, do no work. Yeah. But then when the time comes, and I feel like I'm I'm in that moment now, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm very stressed out. But, um, you know, I've got dissertation, I've got three modules of coursework to do, um, exams in summer. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot. But, man, yeah, it's a lot. What about you? So, I was talking to Amal about this, right? I'm a very structured person, and I've always found it so weird to me when I, when I, when I, when I, when I look at people around me that clearly have talents, but do something for the sake of doing it rather than doing it because, A, they want to do it, or and or uh, do it to the best of our ability, right? Like, bro, I'm, I'm anal about this shit. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, have a, I have a list I wrote down at the beginning of my time at, um, at the end of my first year that recorded my overall grade. And then I wrote down for year two and year three what I wanted to get for year two and year three. And then I, then I was like, okay, now if I, now when I get that, not if, now when I get that grade for year three, what, Masters, do I do? Do I do this one? Do I do that one? Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that one. And then I just wrote next to them first. So for me, it was like, okay, I want this. I want that. I want that. And it's like, because I've always looked at it like this, right? What separates the chef at the uni cafe, let's say, right? And Gordon Ramsay. 
Or this is actually a question that came into my mind when I watched um, the Confederations Football Cup. But it's basically a tournament where they have like all these big teams. All the champions of each region in the world face off against each other. It's like a champions of champions kind of tournament in football. Okay. Spain played uh, Tahiti, right? Tahiti. Have you ever heard of that country? No. Yeah, you're a geographer. You should <laughs> you probably know this, man. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Tahiti is like a little island uh, in the Pacific. It's like a, it used to be a French colony. Um, okay. Mate, these guys, right? They went in there. They beat fucking New Zealand, my country. Uh. They went, they went, they, you know, we, that's how bad we were that time. Like, I mean, we lost to this team of like, from a country of like, I don't know, I don't know, 25,000 people, I think or something. Okay. Ridiculous how, how we lost to them. Um, these guys go and they play Spain. And I was th- sitting there and I was watching the game and I was like, both teams are human, but one team is so much better than the other team. Why? And I'm like, why would you be on the team that's so bad? What have you done in your life to get to that point where you're getting your ass kicked on in television? Why? Why would you be so bad? <laughs> you know, like, same with same with boxing. When Anthony Joshua fought Dillian White, both of them fought, fought each other at the amateur level, okay. right? Dillian White knocked out Anthony Joshua, who's now the unified ch- really? heavyweight champion. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So then Shit. they so then they went professional. Okay. And uh, Dillian White fights Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua wipes the floor with this guy. He wipes <laughs> the floor with him. And I was like, why is this guy so shit? Why? Why? What? What about Anthony Joshua is so much better than Dillian White? The same with, um, you know, you look at the footage of the first fight they had when they were at amateur level. I think Joshua was terrible. He was so bad. But, <laughs> but then in the second fight, he completely wipes the floor with Dillian White. And it's like, why? Why why would you be bad at something when you can be the best at something, you know? Um, and now I realize, you know, it's like all these other factors. It's like, you know, oh, how determined you are, your focus, what you do on a, on a tiny level to get to the, and then on a like on a micro level you know what you eat when you go mm-hmm. to sleep when you go for a run what you do what, you know what you invest in what you do this and then it's like for other people it's like oh yeah you know it's a bit less rigorous less less strict and it's like you realize to be the best you've got to make so many sacrifices that a lot of us don't really want to do that's true but right? i think some people aren't in that right position so you're talking totally. about the yeah with is it tahiti is it yes yeah yeah i mean those players are probably, you know, accountants, yeah, uh, yeah like yeah, firemen, yeah. you know. So they, they don't have the time to do all that stuff. But I mean, I do see what you're saying. But <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's like I, I really simplified this kind of whole thing, right? Obviously, Spanish the Spanish players have had an entire life of playing football at yeah, like the yeah, best yeah. academies in the world and played with the best players in the world. Their entire life, well, the Tahiti players, you know, as you said, are like accountants, part-time footballers, you know, and you know, that just played it because they love the game and it's like a totally different level to like World Cup champions, you know. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm always I'm always kind of confused. I'm like, oh, wow. I never want to do something that I can't do to the best of my ability. And so whenever I get an assignment in that I know I could have done better on, I'm furious with myself. And I only hold myself to blame. Like, oh my God, man. Yeah. That's the one thing I've come away with this whole growing up process because you know i don't think i've grown up yet i definitely think i've made a huge improvement to when i was in first year but it's like also it's the fact that lie to anyone do that 
But you go to bed. You can't lie to anyone. Yeah, that's true. You just stay up thinking about... Because you know you lied. Yeah. You know? You can lie about, oh, yeah, I got a, I got a 71 on my assignment, bro. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, nice work, bro. Yeah, wow, well done. You go to bed, you got a 62. Who <laughs> you would could, lie about that, though? <laughs> I know, right? And it's like, why? Why? Just... <laughs> why? Yeah, right? Like, why would you lie? Why would you lie? Yeah. There was a bro. Okay, there was this girl, right? That 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 we know, and and she goes to she 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 said, um, yeah, no, 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 I I go to I go to um LSE, I go to LSE. She doesn't go to LSE. Where'd she go? She goes to London Met. What? Why would you lie about that? Yeah, honestly. Now it makes you look even worse. Yeah. You know, now we now we can't believe <laughs> a word you say. Now we can't believe a word you say. It's literally that, you know, like oh, if we man. we you know we got another friend. This guy is the biggest excuse maker you'll ever meet. You'll you'll ever meet, and I don't want to name names right now, but <laughs> everyone I think knows who we're talking about. But when it comes to like getting stuff done, this guy epitomizes not how not to do things, you know. And it's like, why? Why would you do that to yourself when you can be better? You know, why not find some motivation? Stop making excuses. You know, obviously people have problems. People have problems all the time. People can't can't do things. Um, you know, people can't, you know. They can't always be perfect. Can't always be perfect. You know, everything's got problems. Everyone's got problems. Everyone can't, you know, be who they want to be. You know, sometimes you, you get sick. Sometimes you you don't have the money for it. Sometimes you 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 uh, don't eat the right food for it. Sometimes you make a silly decision and you stay up all night and you wake up the next morning exhausted, or you don't wake up the next morning until it's afternoon and you waste an entire day. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but why would you tell us? Why would you Why would you talk about it in a way? Why would you tell someone? Oh, no, this is what I'm doing, and they're not doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you're just you're just hurting yourself. Your image to us is gonna, you know, this is how people remember you. It's, it's not, it's not. Um, you, you, your impression on people is on on the on the level of consistency that you show them of yourself. You know, people only know we we love Alex for being his honest, true self because that's how he always is. For instance, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, this person that that lied to us about what uni they're going to. I mean, that's the only thing that we know about her. Because that's the only thing we've heard about from her or him. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, you know. But this is like a this is like another example. It's like if you care so much about what other people think of you, why not do <laughs> stop? You know, do yeah. what matters to you. Well, I think like in relation to the information overload you're talking about, it's it's all about being the perfect person. You know. No one's perfect, honestly. And no one is perfect. Exactly, and that's what that's what people forget. Exactly. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No Look at Instagram. Perfect. Look at Instagram. You go on Instagram. Literally. You see, like, oh, the perfect model. Look at this guy. <laughs> oh, perfect hair, perfect skin, amazing yeah. clothes. God, this guy's. Oh wow, I don't want to go to the gym now because they're going to be a million of them. Oh, I, you know, not for me. And it's like, why are you worried to go because they look good? Just go there for you. Yeah. Forget about what people think. In fact, people are going to respect you for, because, wow, this guy is doing something that I probably wouldn't do. Respect. Mm. Oh, shit, this guy is doing something that I want to do, but didn't have the guts to do. 
respect. Or it'll be, fuck this guy, he's successful and I'm not. <laughs> you know, like, you get that. Have you ever had that? Have you ever experienced, like, someone being, like, pissed off because you did better than them? Uh, not that I know of, but I know... I've been pissed off at people because they've been successful. Yeah, but right. I mean, it happens, it's normal. You know, it's, it's normal. It's, it's, it's jealousy. Normal. It's human emotion. Exactly. You can't get rid of it. Exactly. Bit. I mean, it happens. What like, I what I've what's helped me with uh, jealousy part of it, yeah. um, I've always found is like turn it into inspiration. Mm. Right. It's like the jealousy of so the type of jealousy I'm talking about is what you're talking about, which is like, oh, I'm jealous that this guy's better than me. Yeah. The inspiration is, wow, if this guy can be that good then I can be that good and I can be better. It's true. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. always about perspective. It's again, this whole thing, right? You know, and, uh, yeah. Sorry, you were saying about... I mean, I think we just need to think about it like, life is a path, you know? Some people have a shortcut getting there. Um, some people have it a little bit easier. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have dreams, if you have aspirations, which by the way, is really important as well. Um, hopefully one day you can make it. And it's just about chasing that dream, really. Exactly. And, and I think... I'm no yeah. way near there, by the way. Like, yeah. I'm not talking like a guru, yeah. by the way. No, no, no. Um, yeah. I've got dreams and aspirations of my own. Mm. Um, I don't even know what some of them are, to be fair. I just... I just have an ideal that I want to reach yes. someday. Yes. One day, you yeah. know. But... I think the best thing to end on is essentially... And I, and I want to know your opinion on this as well. Is to just forget about everything else. Focus on you. Focus on what you got to do today. Focus on what you got to do in the moment. And um, yeah. from there, everything will fall into place. But there's a saying, I think, Jordan Peterson, of all fucking people, I don't like the guy. <laughs> but Jordan Peterson always said, you know, make your bed. Because at least you'll do, because at least you're sorting, you know, your your room is a reflection of your, pers- of your, of your state, state, yeah, yeah, something like that, right? I think it makes sense, you know, do what's necessary for you to be the best and for you to do what's necessary is to do something simple in the moment, keep it simple and build up to something big. If you don't have the basics right, it's like in rugby, right? Going back to sports, you guys were probably always doing these basic drills all the time, right? Because you needed that if you wanted to do it to be, to be a good team. You know, if you don't have the basics right, you can't do everything else. And I think that's the main, that's the main thing that I've learned actually is that you can't, you can't expect to be where you want to be if you don't have all the simple things nailed down right what do, you, what do you think well first of all nice bed <laughs> <laughs> and um, second of all yeah I completely agree um, it's all about building blocks it's literally like Lego you know if you're going to build a house like you're going to have every single like layer everything has to be right <sighs> I mean it's difficult you know yeah but just take small baby steps and hopefully you can get there I mean, it's it's on my dissertation. I mean, I'm not a great example because I've only done like a thousand words out of twelve thousand. <laughs> take it bit by bit, and eventually you'll get there. And I'm yeah. doing that now. Literally, is taking it day by day. Yeah, and I think that's the best way. That's the way to live, really. It's um, do you know? I, I I highly doubt you know this cartoon. Do you know the the Peanuts cartoon from the newspapers with the dog and the bald boy? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically there's, a, there's this one thing where it's like uh, the dog and the boy are sitting and they're looking into the distance at the sunset and it says the dog said no yeah the boy says I think you know one day we're going to die Snoopy and the dog replies yeah but every other day we're going to live that hit me so hard and I think that's the best thing we can say right now it's that you know 
rather than stress about what we don't know or what's happened, focus on now. Focus on what we've got to do. That's so true. Right? Yeah. That makes so much sense. Fuck the future. <laughs> yeah. There's never a future. It's always now. It's yeah, only now. Honestly, you can make it now. You can't make your future. Absolutely. And you can make your future better by performing well now. Exactly. And um, use everything in the past that has happened to you now as a motivation and everything will be all right. Yeah. Well, I think we can end it on that. Matthew, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Andy, for having me.